flyover state of film was shot in front of a live studio audience. Episode 33, Flyover State of Film. Guys, we are here, and if you everyone hates our opinions, you're going to hate the next week of film. We got The Joker coming out October 4th, a week from now, and I want to ask you guys, right off the bat, what do you think the opinions are going to be? Do you think it's going to be as bad as everyone thinks it's going to be, or do you think it's going to be, a, you know, another movie, another day, and we forget about it? Yousef, Brian, Joe, Flyover State of Film, what the What's up? I feel that that intro is very rehearsed for some reason. It felt like a movie. I think the, the movie's, uh, it, I don't know, it's probably going to be like a good movie. I think there's going to be a lot of overreactions. I think there's already been a lot of overreactions. It'll be like a uh, Logan where like it's good, but people also annoy you by talking about how good they think it is. Yeah. And also the people you hate the most will love it the most. And I think like just like Logan, I think it's just one of those movies that's going to be... Um, was clearly a script for something else, and they reskinned it as a Joker movie. Uh, Well, I mean, it's a King of Comedy remake, really, is what it is. And then they just reskinned it with the Joker. So the two things the internet complain about the most, remakes and comic book movies, they meshed it together, and and film Twitter was like, yes, I do love like this in fact one thing that and i and so we're getting and i won't lie i'm with joe whereas like i sit there and i watch a preview and i kind of rail against it but i'm like i don't know this actually could be kind of good yeah but then they have shit, like i think that's thomas wayne punching him in the trailer oh. and i'm like that's gonna be bad you're actually literally taking the victim of the whole batman story the like impetus and making him somehow responsible for the joker well, i don't know one, i don't know how i feel about that well the one thing i like about like the the reviews that I've seen coming out of it are the things of oh this is very unforgiving and do- it doesn't let up and it's it's not trying to sell an antihero or a, a victim that's what like universally like, every sort of review I've I've seen had said by I that mean, shit, if it's Henry portrait of a serial killer where he becomes the Joker at the end I'm fucking into it that's like that sounds kind of badass that's like I, don't know. I, I haven't like. read any reviews. Uh, because I don't like to read reviews because reviews suck. And people uh, who write reviews are, are pussies. Yeah, <laughs> mostly people who write reviews or like people who like take these long hiatuses from writing reviews. Yeah, they're, the, they're the ones. Bunch of pussies. Uh, but there's two, two, but you know two, two, two creatives that I follow tweeting about the movie. And they are they said basically like it's joyless. Like yeah. boring and joyless. And like if I would have thought that it would have like this yeah. dark 
sense of humor tinge to it since it's the Joker and it's no. a king of comedy. No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be really fucking melancholy and like I real serious. I, I think Brian was kind of right on that. I think it's more in the line of like if Henry of Portrait of a Killer was a, yeah, a movie, well, but it's, it's going to create. Yeah, it's going to create that entire thing. Like if you think these parts are funny, you should probably go and see a therapist. Those type of things where like maybe that incites some things in people, which everyone's scared of at some point. But at some point, again, like it's a movie. Like The Matrix had a part in a certain uh, tragedy that happened a long time ago. Like all these movies have those type of things, so you can't just like pick and choose whether or not it's going to have a mental like uh, health awareness thing that might affect some people. Like it's one of those things. Like it just could just be a movie, but also could incite. Well, some it's shit video. To happen. It's video games causes violence argument. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they, they never expected. Yeah, you can't from, mock one as stupid and to, and then try to justify yeah. the other, and like that's where I had to land on it too. Like, yeah. I do think it's a troubling portrayal of a type of person that's too prevalent right now. Yeah, and it g- does give, and the wrong type of person is going to gravitate to this because well, they already do. I but just, like, I, I can't sit back and be like, this is definitely going to cause a problem. So I just don't yeah. think it needs to cause a uh, like. Like then don't then like keep using the word skin it. Then don't skin it as a Joker movie. You know, well, like like it's just because it's a mass produced thing yeah. and it's a big IP. Like 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 it'll they're on track to make eighty million dollars. Like that'll be big for that movie. Do you think it's do you think the hunt was a more dangerous premise than this? No, I don't I think didn't, any didn't, of them are dangerous premises. You had the purge movies that, coming out like well, I for several years. Yeah, I didn't think the hunt had more because you said that when we talked about the hunt before, it had a like a Republican liberal like it had a p- political tone. Going yeah, to political Joker pre- has yeah, like, it. some part of that, but it's not relevant today because it's supposed to be in the '80s. That weird like, and also Gotham's not a real city, so we like that weird like uh, thing. But I have a question for you yeah, guys. Yeah, but Dark Knight Rises has all that like yeah, exactly. the rich shit yeah. in it too. So right. you know, yeah. well, I have a question. Like, do you think that it's the pinnacle of uh twitter youtube like right now the joker is the pinnacle of having the first article to have that like overarching oh yeah like a a hottest take contest you mean yes definitely gonna be somebody but at the end of the day like like i think uh, tj said it like you can't you can't predict how people are gonna react to it like when when Friends was in the air, nobody knew that the effects that it would have in the end of like obnoxious white people just grouping together in Europe, like that you never knew. You never know how art is going to reflect in society. So. Yeah. Stupid. Now, me, me and Brian go to the coffee shop every Wednesday <laughs> with their wives and hang out. Now, so we'll leave, inviting me. Yeah, we'll leave Batman's secondhand villain behind that hasn't been done, overdone. All the time, and we're gonna move on to the next two that have been done tw- once a piece. And uh, Jonah Hill. This is the stupidest up. fucking story. <laughs> he's up for the. It's Matt not Ruth a story, Batman. really, isn't it? Just like somebody yeah. talked to him about being in Batman. <laughs> like, it's Jonah Hill got a text. Is in negotiations to be in the Batman movie. Yes, and then headlines were like, they can't even decide what he wants to be. Oh, so you don't have a script for this movie that's been in development for five years? And not only that, this guy literally said, the report that came out that he's had the offer for at least a year, and he wants $10 million for the role, which is twice what 
Robert Pattinson's making for the star. And he has Jonah the Hill's choice. Jonah Hill's than Robert Pattinson, though. He's not, he's not he Jack Nicholson, if you're going to go Batman-wise. But this, this story has come out that it's going to be Harvey Dent, the uh, Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, uh, oh, Catwoman for sure. It's like six different villains. Like and a fucking mess already. And Jonah Hill has a choice between the Riddler and the Penguin. So, you know, guys, I like, what do you want I like Jonah Hill bet, to be? I bet it's going to be a red herring, and he's going to be like a fucking newscaster in, in, the, in the left corner, and, and nobody's expected it. And somebody else is going to be the Riddler, and somebody else is going to be the Penguin, and he's just like something to throw off the scent. For $10 million? Oh, he's the Penguin. No, I think that's all bullshit. He's not going to get $10 yeah. million. That, that budget is not that. They did a skimmed down budget. No, nah, yeah, they're going to do the whole movie's only going to be like $60 million, I guarantee it. So there's no way. They're going to do it like Hellboy prices. Yeah. Um, so, I would like to see him do the ventriloquist. I would love yeah, I'd like to see that's something tight. we haven't seen. I like seen. that, yeah. Scarface. That's a good one with the puppet. I like yeah. that. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys, I, I, does oh, that make up any well, can I, can I, I, no. there's a couple things that I heard. I heard a little bit like what TJ heard, but I heard a little more detail. So, I mean, uh, possible spoilers for a movie that's not even made yet in case I accidentally no guessed the plot not even of it. Cast it yet. Well, yeah, I could accidentally guess the plot now though. So Go for it. Um, yeah, I've heard they're going to do, they're going to work out, work from maybe the long Halloween a little bit. Yeah, I heard that yeah. too. Now, they won't do the Two-Face origin, because that's like a main part of that story. They already did that too recently, and they probably won't have the Joker in it, although he only has a really small part in that anyway. But basically, the idea of that book is Batman's tracking a new killer, and uh, he's looking around, and he ends up, like, as he's going through tracking this new person, he just bumps into these other villains. So that's why I like the idea of them having multiple villains in the movie, but it's still being kind of slimmed down. Is Pat doable? In that... In that one, though, they, the killer he's tracking kills people on holidays, and then there's another guy who's Calendar playing man. like the kind of Hannibal Lecter part, and he's okay. the Calendar Man. I and I think Calendar Man would be a great part for Jonah Hill to play. Oh, Jonah yeah, Hill. that's actually super smart, man. That's it's actually, not, like, it's not yeah. like a physical villain, and they can like do a lot of interaction back and forth through the glass, like I said, Hannibal oh, Lecter style, and there's like that? some fun he can have with that. So what that would be that? my... And, that would and, be what and I'd Calendar like Man is like, he's like, pretty fucked up so yeah, right, right. yeah you can do you can put him anywhere on the spectrum of evil because calendar man's also been a kind of a joke throwaway character at times too so if you wanted to use jonah hill more comedically you still could or you could keep him if you want to do the more dramatic fucked up dark stuff i think he could do that too that's actually guys what was that uh shitty movie with jonah hill and james franco where they just interviewed each other like it was like he was interviewing a killer through like the glass Oh um, yeah, it was called like the interview it? or something. It was, yeah, like, it was like something like that. Like the inter yeah, I think I never saw that one. I remember it was on Netflix, but I don't think I ever saw it. No, it wasn't good. But anyway, he could it would be a solid line to follow that. Well, like, there's also there was a report that came out not too long ago where James McAvoy I, it came out yesterday, I think, where uh from uh Variety where James McAvoy's also up for both of those roles too. So it, it seems like James McAvoy and Jonah Hill are I'd up. I'd really for, love to see some villains that we haven't seen before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't well, you're need another like like Penguin Catwoman Riddler. 
Yeah, but Everything. I like the idea of Guys, them being throwaways. I'm gonna make them a... being like in the world instead of being a movie around them. I'm gonna make. A so point. I don't yeah. mind that they're doing the same villains as long as it's not like. If you just like this, this is how they came up. Into them, maybe. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. make a bold prediction. I the Joker comes out. It's reception financially and critically, like or like she's not critically, massly is going to affect the next set of reports of this Batman movie, regardless of how they say it's not connected at all. It will. Yeah, oh, I yeah. believe that. The, WB is so reactionary. Yeah, I mean, they're not connected in the sense that they're not tied together in the same world, I mean, but they're connected because of their financial decisions. Like, probably they're going to use the profits of Wonder Woman... 1984 and Joker to fund future films. So yeah, and to be fair, like I still like the stuff I'm hearing about this Batman movie. I like the stuff about adapting Halloween. I like the director. I like Batson. I'm fine with everything so far. So I'm. It's been a while since I've been like excited for a comic book movie. Like, I like that. every now and again they announce one. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll go see it. I guess. But like excitement. This one is I like, think it's set up this is Venom success. 2 or topping out you said guys. Watch out. <laughs> well, you're excited for like uh, normally, you know, these normal fucking uh, blockbuster movies. How about some underrated space movies, Brian? Ooh, man, that's Ed Astra came out. It looks like another wannabe 2001. There's kind of like a big space movie every year, you know, Gravity, Interstellar, uh, The Martian, First Man. And there's like the one that like, but there's a lot of movies that take place in space that I think are pretty good or a little underrated or maybe just unknown. Maybe this deserved to be given a chance. So that's what I wanted to talk about. That was my, that was my initial thing there. What's a smoothie set in space in the last, you know, recently, or I don't care. It can be for the past. I don't give a shit. Whatever. What do you like guys? Who wants to start? I'll leave it up to you. Ooh, 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 me. Yeah. TJ, hey. do it. 2009, baby. I love this fucking movie. We'll get to this actor later in this episode, but uh, 2009's Pandorum, Ben Foster, Dennis Quaid, Quam, Gweek, uh, if, any, if any woman, girl has ever seen Never Back Down, this guy has a shirt off the entire fucking movie. He's a stud. But this thing has like... When he was younger. Yeah, this thing has the classic sci-fi thing where it's like, all right, so Earth's dying, we're going to put an entire... Um, species of everything we can on a ship and send it out into space and hopefully An find ark, a, if you planet. will yes they yeah. find a planet called pandorum this whole thing happens where uh the captains have this hyper sleep thing where you get into these cycles of like 13 years or 23 years i forget what it is it's got this whole it thing where every 27 years a, a creature comes out <clears throat> but basically it's actually super smart if anyone's ever seen this movie I, I beg you to go I back. I definitely saw it. I don't remember it very well, but I definitely yeah, saw it. I remember it. the poster. I've never heard of it. Like, like the hand and the stuff arm with coming the, out. The shit going through. Yeah, yep. so basically. The Giger, the, we got the Giger imagery going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some humans can't do hypersleep, and they wake up. And because of the steroids you get during hypersleep in the space station, make your body uh, evolve in some way. So basically these humans evolve with a ship. Because the steroids are giving hypersleep and they can't sleep. They've evolved into like these mutants. So Ben Foster wakes up as a... Spoilers! Yeah, ship assistant. Dennis Quaid is a ship captain at some point on the bridge. 
They both wake up. They have to go through and put the ship through this entire thing. Regardless, this entire thing, it gets into this one of the one of my favorite climatic moments. Thank you. Moments in film. And I'm not going to spoil it because I want everyone to go back and watch it. But it's one of those things where you're like, you lost us in space, but you didn't type of things because it's incredible. But there's cannibalism. There's uh, uh, lots of gore. There's incredible moments of drama. There's a love story. Hey, guys, you can't get wrong with space movies like that. So Pandorum. Anyone who hasn't seen that, go ahead and watch it. Uh, I feel like I have to give it like a fair shot because like the only time I tried to watch it, it was like 12 p.m., 12 a.m. And like I that's fell asleep. Kind of, but also that's kind of the time you want to watch it, but you want to be able to have two hours left in your body and like five to six drinks in you mm. if you're going to do it. These are the requirements to watching this movie. <laughs> well, ben wow, I'm never going to watch this movie. <laughs> ben Foster, Dennis Quaid. You can't really go wrong. So, oh, you know. Man. What do you got, Yusuf? Ben Foster is a shit. So, uh, this, these questions are hard for me because what the fuck is underrated? Like, in terms of, like, did it make money or or it's not talked enough or the it's critics hard, killed It's hard it. in our little circles, too, because we're insulated. So, a movie that yeah. seems popular to us, to like, amongst yeah. the people you talk to on, quote-unquote, film Twitter, Survive is, like, hard to be, like, you know. Like Space yeah. Cowboys. Film Twitter can suck my dick. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I went... So far back for this one, all the way to 2018, and I picked First Man. I feel oh, like man. First Man got it's got a bad shake because it got wrapped up in a fake controversy for some fucking reason. That the the United <laughs> States about flag, the, it didn't have enough American flags in it or yeah, something. The flag is <laughs> no, not going to be there, I, I and think people boycotting and bullshit like that. Yeah, the controversy and, was uh, like. Damien Chazelle was asked a question and he gave somewhat of a political answer. So it just snowballed into something that wasn't in like, It was about mankind because like the literal, literal quote from Armstrong was giant leap for mankind. He's like, it's not about us. It's about mankind. Yeah. But obviously the fucking us flag is everywhere. So it is a us achievement. Oh, as well. they were like making, Fake stories up of like the patches were removed. We didn't yeah, move. it's just and it does <laughs> no there. But that movie, if you watch it, it's not a glory. What I love about it, one is like very grueling in a sense that it doesn't. Um, it's not a fantasy in terms of like, like you watch it and you you say to yourself, I don't want to be a space astronaut. Period. Like yeah, it just looks it so looks fucked hard. up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like it's not movie. Uh, version of of it and also it doesn't glorify Armstrong to the point that it, he he almost comes across as an asshole like very a lot of accounts were like he was a distant asshole he was a genius he was he was um one of a kind like they all say but he came across as an asshole so um you you're put in a position where you're rooting for him because obviously you you know the end he makes it but you see him go through all these steps and you see his, his family suffer and his friends die around him, but he's so isolated from it because he has this wall uh, emotionally. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm, I like this because it's not a fluff piece. It's not like, look at, look at our hero. He's, he's the greatest thing in the world. And it, it felt like a real 
um, recreation of what actually happened, like I have all a the question. trials and errors, and all the blood and pain, and, and it looked and the and the sorry, TJ, let's finish my thought. And all the visual effects is amazing. They use a lot of practical effects, and they mix it with the CGI and the and the sound design is fucking mad ass. And and you, if there's a, a sequence in the in the film that it drove me crazy because the spaceship is turning and you hear the woof, 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 and, and the, and the oh, screen yeah. is just going mad and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And you're like, it felt like you were in the actual cockpit turning around in space. Like, go ahead. Really, did he play jazz? He, and he goes, like, and he actually goes to the piano one and I was like, what if he played uh, <laughs> I like I've seen Gravity. I don't think it's a good movie, but like that movie at some points made me feel fucking insane. So that I never saw uh, this movie. So my question to you it's is: It's on HBO is, right now. Does Buzz Aldrin punch anybody in the face? No, they don't. Hell go yeah. to the future. They don't. No, go Buzz to the is... the conspiracy theories are harassing Seventy-five. Bad motherfucker. <laughs> Buzz is the man. But I also hear this movie has probably some of the best cinematography and also oh, like beautiful. use of a sound soundstage ever. So I, I personally think a really underrated space movie is uh, a Rocket Man starring Harlan Williams. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Does he actually go to space in that, or is it just? Yes. The Disney classic, he he farts into the into the thing that breathes. <laughs> he gets big and has a foot on space off of his fart. Yeah, <laughs> I've only watched it once. I believe I was six He's or seven. Such a specific we, type of comedy. He's uh, so good. We rented it from from Blockbuster. I remember finding it funny. The trailer was everywhere. I mean, all I can see is just genius. the cover with him in the big blown up suit. All I yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember. You know, I, I remember the movie starts off with him as a little kid, and he goes in the uh, watch the dryer to pretend <laughs> to be an astronaut for training. Oh, um, yeah, maybe I'll watch Rocket Man tonight, and uh, you know, that's a good flyover. So, and you. That might be a terrible or a good flyover. We'll, we'll back pocket that one. Yeah, but uh, uh, no, there's other I, like vote uh, on the link below if you want to see. <laughs> legit pick. Uh, I really won't get into any details. My brain's broken right now, but Gattaca is a great movie, and I think Ooh, that's, that's extremely it. Uh, very like it's like Logan's Run vibe to it. Um, I just love the concept. I'm sure there's a lot of like. Like political things in it now that I'd more relate to uh, while watching it. I haven't seen it since high school, uh, so I don't want to waste any air time with just rambling. That's still that's fine. And that's um, Brian. Uh, Brian's favorite actor, Ethan Ethan Hawke. Oh yeah, we all love Ethan Hawke. Everybody loves. <laughs> Let's talk about somebody an actor I actually do like. I was going to say Sam Rockwell. Uh, in a little movie called Moon. Yes. I mean, that's got to be. I, I left it there because I talked about Moon like in you two have, episodes. Yeah. Now. I was like, I should right, right. About yes, and that's Very like, good. and and I'm much like you, Seth. Like, there's plenty of ones that I think, like. I personally don't consider Blade Runner 2049 underrated because everybody who I've talked to who's seen it loves it and thinks it's really amazing. Just not very many yeah. people have seen it, so I guess it's still underrated. Well, um, I, 
one that I just love the production and the world building on is Valerian, even though it's it's a, not a gr- good movie. I'm not trying to be I like, just, this is I, a good movie. I just saw that last night. And I, you know what? I, I get everyone's fucking thing up. It's visually fucking stunning. Right. It's oh, amazing yeah, looking. Yeah. The production, the design, all the aliens. Looks, the, so I like the thing with the weird uh, interdimensional market. That's a cool yeah. set piece, Actually, something I had never seen before. The opening's right. really amazing. There's just a lot of good stuff. It's worth watching yeah. at least one time. Valerian. Sexier aliens than Avatar, even. Yeah. So, so I mean, much Valerian. sexier. Valerian <laughs> is just miscast. That's all it is. Oh, oh yeah. 100%. Literally, if you put... Bruce Willis and Mia Jovich and just made it a flat out sequel to fucking Beautiful. Fifth Element. Yeah. It would be a it would be a hit. It would have been a huge smash. I'd say also, I'd Bruce Willis now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Cara Delevingne was that bad. I think Dane DeHaan was. No, Dane DeHaan is the she worst part of that. You, yeah. She's better in this than she is in anything else I've ever yeah, seen her anything in. Anything else? Straight. She's yeah. good. Okay, and so Dave DeHart isn't terrible. He's just wrong for the part. The part is yeah, like yeah, this hardened soldier who's supposed to have been in the military for like 20 nope. years. And Dave DeHart does you not know who seem he like that. To be? He wanted to be Leo in fucking Romeo and Juliet with that whole like button down Hawaiian shirt, half yeah. buttoned up. Yeah, like, that's about what right. about what that, he looked like. If we're to recast, what about uh, like Aaron Paul? Yeah, Aaron uh, Paul would have been good. <laughs> Square jawed uh, lad. I, uh, you know what's a? T- you know what's a, a? I don't. I don't want to give anyone credit for this. I think they've failed too many times. Uh, the opposite side of Valerian is Jupiter ascending, where it is. It is just shit and bloated and full of these half baked ideas. And I'm sorry, the Wachowskis are fucking done and washed up. Now, here's the Damn, thing. listen to this guy. Pump, now, I can't say that because I like Cloud Atlas. Four. I think Cloud Atlas was a tight movie, so... Would, but, okay. would you, but would you make it... Out of these movies, would you make cold out of it? Yousef, what do you got? I don't got? know, man. I don't know if I would make a cult movie, a cult base around this. So, I will not indirectly say that uh, fandoms have uh, taken a weird turn the past couple of decades and has uh, veered towards cult status. I will say directly, though, that fandoms are acting as if they're part of a fucking cult. And either you're with them or you're against them. And if you're against them, they'll fucking burn you to the ground. So with that said, I wanted to ask my boys, my baby boys, my sweet little baby boys, um, if you were a cult leader and you wanted to use a movie as your base for your cult, what movie would it be? And what are your two main requirements to join that cult? Uh, tell me all about it, TJ. Oh, you always have to start with me. I'm yeah. going to pick a movie. I'm going to pick a thing like that. Also, it's not a big thing right now. Brian will love this. Um, but also it, <laughs> This doesn't sound awful, but it renders more to little kids and their imagination. You know what I mean? So, I'm picking Little Monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been pushing Little Monsters. So, literally what I'm saying is... 33 is, episodes. Yeah, yeah, 33 episodes. We still don't want to watch this movie, and I'm not going to fucking stand. watch it. If you're going to sign it. I'm going to get Harrison to come on here and give a synopsis <laughs> instead. I'm going to make you listen to him talk about it. That'll be your punishment. 
But I mean, <laughs> the whole thing about Colts is believing in something, right, guys? Yeah. Am I right across the board? You believe in something. And at this point in time, you believe in monsters under your bed. Whether you're 15, 9, 32, you know what I mean? You believe in monsters under your bed. So maybe at that time of night, between uh, dusk and dawn, you're able to get underneath your bed and get into that magical realm. I'm telling you, this is a cult built for the masses, guys. Can you at least do the <laughs> Monsters Inc. Then, like, it's the, well, there's nothing. No, better. Closet, hey, Monsters Inc. Are, are way scarier. Yeah, closets are way, uh, way scarier than under the bed. So, guys, all I'm asking is that we all believe. There's there's minimal requ- requirements for this uh, cult. There's uh, no uh, maliciousness to it. There's nothing bad. You just believe in uh, breaking things and kind of playing pranks on people. You know what I mean? It's a fun thing. It's a little bit. How many things, how many things do we have to break? What was how many that? things do we have to break if we join? Well, you can play the game. Where you play the game where you're playing baseball, and if you uh, break a diamond thing, it's a home run. If you ba- break something that's like in the fridge or something, it's a TJ single. Just, TJ just pitched fucking Logan Paul the Colt. <laughs> That's I. Oh man, prank, prank, bro, prank, Sorry, bro. I your TV. No, Pat Howie Pulse. Mandel would never team up with Logan Paul. Uh, sure. Well, he might, Howie but he wouldn't shake his hand. He would never shake his hand. Yeah, but little monsters is my call. Uh, Joe, what do you got? Oh jeez. Uh, well, uh, I'm really thinking. Uh. Eventually, people are going to realize, man, we really missed out on really idolizing uh, Stub and the Weasel. And, uh, <laughs> it's clearly Biodome the cult. I think Biodome. Hey. I think they're clear. That's that, that Greta Thun, Thunberg. That's what her whole deal is. She got her whole <laughs> thing from from Biodome. Yeah, she's the climate change icons. Those guys. There's clear rules. We're going to build a compound. And in that compound, we're going to have to start homeostasis off at 10% and then do, build it back up to 100. And do we're we just get Kylie Minogue? Does Kylie if, Minogue come with that? If you can get her, sure. If right. not, you just, and you have to wear those oh. those jumpsuits they wore in Isn't there. Isn't it? What's her name from Mallrats and Daisy Confused? Uh, Joey oh, Lauren Adams? Yeah. She in yeah. that too? She's one of the girlfriends? Uh, yeah, she's Paul Pauly Shore's outside girlfriend. Who'd have thought you could go down from dating Kevin Smith? <laughs> uh, let's I'm pretty see. sure the other one is Adam Sandler's wife, right? Or is that, am I wrong? Oh, you're not wrong. Yeah, no, she's one of the scientists, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, anyway, she's the other hot chick next to Kylie Minogue. I don't know, remember who the other girlfriend was. Anyway, I'm pumped for, I'm pumped for uh, Adam Sandler's movie this year. Though. Anyway, that so 824 bio- one, the, the yeah. like, uncut gems. Really I'm with it. Yeah, it looks yeah. pretty dope. 100. It's good. It does look good. Kevin Garnett. I can't believe they have Mike Francesa in a movie. We'll anyway. talk about athletes and film later. Anyway, so Biodome the Colt, clear rules. I think you gather a lot of people, and of course, there's going to be several. The whistle party! <laughs> like Midnight Strikes, you gotta play the weasel. 
And uh, so I just it's be a good time. And if you hit homeostasis, you kill yourself and you go to heaven. Do you have do you have like a code line to get into the cult? Like there's that there's a main line you walk into and you're like, hey, what's code word? What's your line? Yeah. It's uh it's sticky purple punch buddy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jeez, you have to be you have to watch a lot of biodome. That's so good. Also, uh, what's his face? Uh, unfortunately, from nothing but trouble. If you guys haven't seen the thing that we put out yet, that hasn't been put out yet from our watch. <laughs> no, just tell people that it's up and then have them searching for it. They'll be like, "Where is this?" <laughs> the behind the I went back through your whole the... feed to try to find this thing. Where you plays delivery driver? Yeah. Yep. Genius. So TJ so, just put up. The behind-the-scenes pick for a meetup and some highlights oh, from the watch. By the way, speaking of Biodome, because I'm sure I'll never get picked on here, there's a great uh, there's a great subplot of a clown, of a murderous clown on the TV. Oh, yes. That's following the whole movie, and then he gets shot at the end. And it's so just, like, randomly in the movie, and it's fucking great. Anyway, <laughs> what's your pick, Brian? Oh, well, at first I misread, like, or misunderstood the question. I thought it was a movie that we wanted to become a cult classic, like, in the future. And my pick pick was going to be the brother Solomon, and I wanted to become, like, the dumb and dumber of, like, Gen Z. You know what I mean? I wanted them to, like, revere it the way our generation loves dumb and dumber, even though I'm not a fan, but I get a lot of people love it. Um, I'm not going to get into that, but I'm just saying I would have that. But anyway, that wasn't the question. So, but because I was thinking about that, I didn't have a, a, an answer. But then I thought I don't have to come up with an answer because there's a pre-existing cult ready to go, and I just have to mobilize them. And that is the release the Snyder cut people. That's going to be my cult. It's got the number one. You it's got the number one triggered. requirement of any good religion, and that is that there is. They, they can believe the lack of proof makes proof for them. The fact that they don't get the Snyder Cut is how they know it exists. And that meets the requirement for any religion. And boom, you're in. Like, so. I mean, if that is the cult, I will be a fan of the early testament of uh, Dawn of the Dead. And uh, 300. I'm even a Watchmen guy. I think his Watchmen is pretty decent. Hey, and Man of test- Steel. Give Man of Steel some love. Man of Steel is by comparison to the rest of what DC has put out after Man of Steel. Yes, Man of Steel seems better. I like Man now. Of Steel, so now okay. you triggered me to be mean. <laughs> Fuck all of you, all of you that did the the Just League fucking Snyder cut, the fucking uh, extended cut of Batman vs. You know, just shut the fuck up. All right, this guy, let him move on. He's doing a zombie movie now. You know what? Dawn Dead was great. So let him do the zombie movie. This asshole does not deserve to have a DC fucking cut of whatever he did. <laughs> he 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 backed out. He did his thing. Just uh, there, there were some other reasons. There were some reasons why he left. Yeah, uh, but the, yeah, but still. Uh, but I'll say this: it does not fucking help that you have other Justice League members. Also hashtagging it, knowing they're just like trolling that base. Yeah, yeah, that's also cool. really buys into your cult picking, and I love that pick for the cult. 
because it's <laughs> it's like Scientology. It'll be like Scientology. Well, that's the thing. Like we already know that the hook is in. Like I, the work is done. Like, yeah. Just gotta, he's gotta mobilize them now. Do you know L. Ron Hubbard is the number one fiction has the most fiction books ever written? Mm-hmm. Really? How weird is that? So he's wrote. Yeah, he he yeah. was a, fi- a failed fiction writer, and then he became. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say he failed. So, one of his pieces of fiction really <laughs> took off. <laughs> so another, uh, I'm going to jump in and give my pick. Another aspect. Well, you're the last like, one. It's your question, and now it's uh, another aspect that I like about uh, fandom is that. They uh, gravitate towards movies that they completely miss the point, um, like uh, Fight Club or um, Scarface or Honey and Chunk of Kids, where it's actually about <laughs> fraud insurance. Um, so I picked um, Showgirls. Sorry. So, Wait, what, was the, what was the pick? I was laughing too hard. Two <laughs> Broke Girls is your cult? Show, showgirls. Showgirls. Oh. Oh. Wow. Okay, yeah. So, I'm big so, because, you know, while so, Goldberg, her Guggen, this, Guggen, this, likes yeah, this, to say, what? go ahead. I'll say this lead actress actually plays a part in the movie we're talking about later, but this fucking movie. And she's a better showgirl in the movie we see later. Yes. And also, Saved by the Bell made me come to terms with my manship uh, when I was a kid. And then Showgirls did the same thing with me with the same Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Liz, 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 to the movie, we know. But... <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that movie changed me as well. Um, I just remember her going like, I'm amazing. Wait, what did she say? When she was like on, on pills? And <laughs> oh, oh, uh, I can't something. I just yeah. remember her thrashing. Yeah, and then she trashed in the pool. So um, while people like uh, the the director, writer, director likes to say that the film is meant to like as a mockery of um, entertainment industry and in morals and vis- and and blah blah blah, and that's why it's all over the top. Our cult is not going to read into that. That we're going to believe. In showgirls, and we one of our requirements is we have to eat dog chow and love it because that's <laughs> what they do in the movie, and we have to learn how to have sex in the pool, dolphin sex, through our um, belly buttons. So uh, those a, are the two main requirements for our cult, and we're gonna be I, strippers and just gonna take over the fucking. Well, I, I figure. I, I don't like. I it. have a question about your cult. You don't like it. Do you do you do you pick a do you pick a superior venue that you need to dethrone? They're gonna try to dethrone me. I'm always gonna be like you're a Gina Gershon. Yeah. Who is our Gina Gershon? And I'm I'm on the lookout for my Kelly. Okay. Okay. For my Dina? What's her name in the movie? Gina? I don't fucking remember. Gina. Put a little rouge on it. <laughs> I'll tell you who the hottest one there was China. I feel like I'm I'm very I'm very nostalgic about her and Say by the Bell, but I don't know what people in the future are gonna be nostalgic about. Uh, do you know, Joe? What are people gonna be nostalgic about? Oh man, you know, uh, you know, we're just becoming so nostalgic about 
everything these days. And uh, we were wondering what what do you think people are going to be nostalgic about like 20, 30 years from now, um, movie-wise? Let's give a released with since like 2010-ish or so. Like what is something people are going to find real nostalgic over? I'm going to push you back to 2006. Yes. Fair warning. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fine. That's so <laughs> Don't pick someone from like 2001. Early, early 2000s. Just people are nostalgic of stealth. Oh, just anyway. Anyway, Brian, what are you, or no, I'm sorry, Yusuf, let's start with you. What are you nostalgic of? So, in the year uh, 2030, everything is going to be CGI or VR and another acronym. And even in the grocery stores, everything is going to be CGI. Everything is going to be CGI. And people are going to be nostalgic, jonesing for practical effects. And there's like one guy, one guy known for his use of practical effects. His creative creature designs, his prosthetic work, and his unique world building, and that is uh, Guillermo del Toro. And we're going to be nostalgic for Pan's Labyrinth, or its correct title, El Laberinto del Fauno. Uh, that movie's practical effects are just amazing. Every, I mean, even the smallest detail from the cut of the bad guy's face, it, it looks so fucking badass because it's part practical effect and then a little bit of CGI in the middle so you can see his tongue. To the, the creature design of the actual of the actual labyrinth and uh, the, like the set design, I mean, like the labyrinth, how it looks, and then the fauno in the middle, how he starts to like become more powerful and his dust just falls away, like there's... Is a lot of attention to detail, and nothing is CGI. It's all um, Duck Jones doing his yeah. best. So, feel like we're gonna be nostalgic for the days. Like I'm, I'm currently nostalgic. I don't know what movie I was watching. The one of these days, and they had like crazy blood squibs. Oh, I was watching Thief, uh, Michael Mann's Thief. Yeah. They had, they had a. Uh, a few scenes where there was a like, crazy amount of blood squibs and it was just like his even chunks of skin flew off his shirt. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I miss that so much. So wow. I feel like in the future we're gonna we're gonna be so CGI heavy that That's we're gonna miss like directors like, like the last uh, the last squibs movie you have is like Turbo Man for like Netflix. Like we have like actual like blood and vines like that. Like that's a smart <laughs> pick for you. Yeah. Uh, Fellow, how about you, Brian. Smart? No, Brian, are you smart? Brian, are you smart? I am smart. Me, me <laughs> am smart. Is it my turn? Yes, it is your turn. <laughs> <I'm> going? <laughs> no, that's smart, You're going? Right. I was thinking about like, like what makes something like what makes people nostalgic for things or whatever. And I think sometimes the most the, the movies that pe- most people would get nostalgic for are stuff that like didn't get a lot of play in the theaters, but then maybe came to cable and stuff and like got, or got found like secondhand or your friend introduced you to it. And I think some movies that have been like horribly overlooked in theaters and it's only getting worse. And we probably won't even get another movie from this studio are the Leica stop motion animation Ooh. movies. Ooh, yeah. So I would love if people well. got like super nostalgic for Paranorman and Kubo and uh, yes. even Missing Link. I think I'm the only person I know who saw Missing Link and it, it was great. Like, 
Um, so that would be my pick. I like, it would be great if in the future people, you know, were looking back on those, like, you know, the Goonies for me, like a, a movie that you just saw all the time as a kid. Cause it was either on video or on cable. And... Could you imagine though, if they did the Goonies in like a stop motion type. So how it took 18 years to do uh nightmare before Christmas. Right. And then you got Laika doing fucking uh, years. Kubo and years. Uh, the one that you <laughs> they just did, saw. They do yeah, Missing Link. So sure. they, yeah. they do um, they do a CGI mix between. So that's why they uh, can like pump them out quickly. And they it's do the models are the, the stop motion models are 3D printed now, so they're <laughs> changing yeah. pieces that are a lot so faster was, to change and stuff. Would you rather have a Goonies remake? Live action with kids, new these days, like getting Mountain Zorro is fucking playing it and fucking uh what's her face from uh No, I think it would be amazing if Laika did a fucking remake of the Goonies. That would be incredible. I think they would do an amazing job. Paranorman is probably one of my favorite kids' movies that's come out since my like it's so fucking good. (laughs) I I'm agree I agree fine. They did a fucking stop action Goonies remake. It makes a hundred more sense. Even a sequel, if you're going to do it, do it that way. It makes so much more sense than doing a live action. That's actually a really like that's a really fun so, idea. That I would never yeah. that will never happen, but it would be great, yeah. and it's a way that like you could make it that would be unoffensive to fans yeah. of the original. Like, yeah, yeah. It's they can be model after the original actors, and it so, feels and I feel like that feels like a hundred times more eighties than anything you'll get to where, to where you have to manufacture. The 80s look like I don't know, dude. I just watched the new It movie. They're pretty good at manufacturing the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> use his face. Use his face as me 100. percent Well, I guess <laughs> what I one. meant by the new one was also Chapter One because I've watched that like twice in the last week. Yeah. Okay. So. Sure. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that one. All right. Sure. So TJ, what are you just? What are you going to be nostalgic for? Or not you? What do you think is going to be nostalgic? Yeah, you're not going to be alive. I had to go like deep. I had to go real hard in this one. Like, who's going to be the most nostalgic actor, actress? It's one and the same eight years from now. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> what? Yeah, Lindsay Lohan. What? Freaky Friday. Well, you think people are going to be really nostalgic for like, the parent track? TJ, that's my generation that's yeah. going to be nostalgic. They're going to be nostalgic like now. Yeah, Freaky Friday, Mean like, Girls. Yeah, like, I guarantee Laura Love is nostalgic for Lindsay Lohan movies today. Yeah, this is high school from fucking two thousand six. No, it's two thousand four. Is that's Mean what I'm Girls? Saying. I said two thousand six since I left. Mean Girls didn't mean shit when I was in high school, but once I left, I was like, oh. All right, I'm, I'm skipping TJ. So I took this question. Yeah. We've all tricked off the mean girls, TJ, alright? Uh I I took this que- uh, question more as like what is like essentially like Brian's kids, like son's age and shit like that gonna be nostalgic for it. Brian's kids, man. This is like the third episode you said. I saw, okay. If Brian's kids fair movies, mean girls Thank TJ. Like, <laughs> it's a good movie. I love Mean Girls. Anyway, so it's not your son because your son's smarter than this. But I have a feeling these little shits 
are going to be nostalgic for something like the Emoji Movie in twenty in two thousand thirty, and like Angry Birds and these Secret like Life of Pets. Say hey, fuck you, Angry Birds is good. The Angry Birds movies are fucking good. <laughs> My point proven. So. <laughs> So it's something with the movie being good. That's the type of shit I have a feeling these kids are going to be nostalgic for. Like right now, we're getting a wave of it with like my my generation of like Shrek stuff, right? We're all like oh, Shrek, it's Shrek, that. Jesus Christ! What? It's <laughs> just what people are nostalgic for. I'm sure there's someone that's like, like from the, the group the '80s. That's like, yo, He Man fucking sucked, and it's coming back. I'm not nostalgic for it, but masses are. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, they're making a remake. Yeah, point being. Anyway, so we're all in agreement. We're going to jerk off to Mean Girls tonight. Yes. Yeah, that's where we landed on that? Okay, yeah. good, good. Cool, cool, cool. cool. So I would give any Sunday to do any of this stuff with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, like a, so. that's a seg way. <laughs> So, so uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I picked my best movie for these guys to watch. It's uh, you have a very low bar. End of September, we're getting into fucking fall. Uh, it's football season. It's the peak of baseball playoffs. It's the uh, start of hockey. Ba- uh, basketball starts. Fuck basketball. Basically, Fuck you man. Uh, sorry, I made these guys watch uh, Oliver Stone's Any Given Sunday. Yeah, I will say, as a guy, as the one guy out of everybody who's not the sports guy, yep. this is the perfect movie. Even though it's two and a half hours long, this is still the perfect movie for a non-sports uh, person because it literally encapsulates all of sports. Oliver Stone took every single thing you could ever know about sports and put it into <laughs> one it's movie. So, jam. I'm not saying he did it well, but he did it all right. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, so, uh, TJ, just, I don't even, just you guys. Basically, stop. we got Any Given Sunday, 1999. We got Dennis Quaid, Al Pacino, Jamie Foxx, Cameron Diaz, Oh Cool J, Lawrence Taylor, Jamie, James Brown, Bill Bellamy, Aaron Eckhart, James Wood, Elizabeth Berkeley, Bill Bellamy. Again, there's so many Matthew actors. Modine. Don't put some respect Matthew? on Matthew Modine's name. This movie <laughs> is literally, they have. Joe Brown. Yeah. They have everything both to do with did it NFL. wrong. It's Jim Brown. He called Jim him James Brown. Brown, and you called him Joe Brown. It's Jim Brown, the greatest running back of all time. Well, that's and he false. probably threw his girlfriend off a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is literally about a, 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 an NFL team that has nothing to do with the NFL, but they mention the NFL a lot. But there's no NFL no. teams. No, but, the Dolphins exist. We know the Dolphins exist. They but we never play them. The Sharks and the Dolphins both are in Miami, apparently. Guys, this is what drove me fucking crazy about this movie. The, I loved, I really did like this movie, but the NFL was like completely against it. Totally makes well, sense. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. They didn't want to be portrayed all oh, shitty. Oh, of like course. This. But instead of being like, hey, this is the substitute league, which clearly it's trying to do. It's no, 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 no. Arena football. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is arena football, and that's going on. Uh, like, the NFL exists. The Dolphins exist. But all the big names, like you're – your like historic names or have been part of what's it called like the AAF or something like that. Yeah, AAF, yeah. <laughs> like, like what the f- like that to me just made no. That was like Oliver Stone. It made no Stop sense that they exist in the same so universe. Like I'm fine with believing there's a different type of NFL oh, or whatever. Yeah, no, no. And I'll tell you what, I liked all the different logos and production no. that. 
join into all the different teams. I'm like, I'm into that. The Crusaders. Been, cool, that's a cool name. That shit's better than the... I've ever seen in my oh, fucking life. Crusaders are terrible. Canadian football Okay, league. all right. But I like the... Uh, what was the one? It's like a... What was the one that like had the pyramid eye as their fucking? Was it the knights that had the eye like the the, the, the fucking uh, the masons, the uh, Freemasons? Was that one of them? They were they yeah. were they were they the teams were like the creative players in like the nineties football games <laughs> where they couldn't have the rights to anything. They all had like, equally generic names to the sharks, though. Like they were all oh. fittingly generic. Yeah, yeah. The shark and the sharks just had the best uniforms because at first it was like, is this about the Raiders? Now Before mine, I realized. No, it was yeah. about the bad guys from the Mighty Ducks too. Yeah, you get <laughs> you get NFL stars from Jim Brown to Lawrence Taylor to Ricky Waters to Terrell Owens to so uh, that dude with the big dick that you see that Cameron Diaz like almost shakes hands with. That's, the dick. that's that's Orlando Jones. <laughs> fun fact. Fun fact. This is the most dicks we've discussed in Flyover State of Film. Like, there are so many dicks heavy. in this movie. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of swinging dicks. So, let me give you a little quick little background, guys. We're in, fucking, we're in week like eight. Yeah, we're in week eight. This team is fucking fighting for the playoffs. They leave. They lose their 38-year-old championship quarterback. They lose Troy Aikman, basically. And then yeah, it was Troy Aikman. Yeah, and he doesn't play the champ. And then they have to put in the second-string quarterback, who's played by nobody. I'm pretty sure he's an actual NFL quarterback. I don't know who he is, but I think he is. They give him a name like Chumpowski, like something that you know he's going to get. (laughs) Cherub, yeah, he's like a baby. (laughs) He gets hurt the very next play, and they they put in Jamie Foxx. And from this point on... Before you say that, before you say that, the commentators have the best line of the entire movie when he gets hurt. It's like, one thing you can always say about Tyler, he has always been boring. Like, how, what? he got Scott hurt. He blew out his knee, and the dude's, like, kicking him on the ground. He's like, yeah, that's a boring asshole that's walking out in a stretcher. <laughs> and they put in number 13, Mr. Steeman Willie Beeman, who didn't get his nickname yet, but Jamie Foxx is a third-string quarterback, which most teams wouldn't have a third-string quarterback even on the roster. You have a fucking wide receiver who can maybe play quarterback at that point if you're going to do that today. But you got Jamie Foxx, he goes in, he uh, does awful, but then they also give him the stats. He throws uh, nine, or 9 for 14 for 176 yards and two touchdowns and an interception. That's all you need. pretty good. Yeah, he has like a good game loss. He wins one game. Yep. He has a bye week. And literally the entire – like I just don't understand why he couldn't have just – why didn't Oliver Stone just make this movie over the course of a season? Why does it? Yeah, why like is it four one. fucking games? Because he needs have, to get have, full have, games out of like you have 30 minutes per game. But I have such a, a nitpick about this. We'll get into later about sports films that I we'll talk about later with like where they put their time capsules into, like what they do things in. It's like – we're going to do things at the end of the playoffs, but never get to the Super Bowl or never get to the championship or just we're going to. Yeah, the, the climax of this movie is like a chance to play at the AFC champ, like basically yeah. a championship game. It's not even like the it's not even like the Super Bowl. It's like to get it's like to be it's like the, the second round of the playoffs or some shit. Yeah. It's nothing. Did Oliver Stone write this movie? No. 
No, you have uh, uh, well, uh, uh, Richard Donner was a producer. It's like adapted from a book, but I'm pretty yeah, sure it had a lot to do with Because whoever wrote this movie has a great claim to sue Marvel because the shark's motto is whatever it takes. Oh, <laughs> shit. Shit. Did not notice that. Oh, I did. They say it like uh, 20 times. Yeah, I mean, the whole like ba- the whole like background of this film was like uh coordinator versus head coach, backup quarterback versus uh force quarterback, uh the uh trainer, quarterback versus the trainer versus coach. trainer, James Wood young, versus Matt Modine. Uh young uh owner versus old coach. Yeah. <laughs> L Cujay versus Jamie Fox. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, the mercenary guy, the high paid uh versus the, the company su- man, the guy who's like uh who, who's like a franchise player, you know. That was the most surprising thing. Big to black me. dicks versus okay average white dicks. This is like this was the most surprising thing to me was the dicks in the movie were <laughs> no 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 was the, the wide receiver battle. Your LL Cool J, like, you oh, know, being not in the ball, your son, and not having, like, like essentially a Jamie Foxx, like, young and upcoming actor who was, like, somewhat popular at the time, play the wide receiver getting the attention. Bill Bellamy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like got a very team. minimal role, and also, like, you're, so also, you're, if you're a running quarterback in the NFL, your your favorite target is tar- is the tight end, and now it's played by Terrell Owens, which is the weirdest part to me. It's the entire <laughs> fucking film is Terrell Owens plays the fucking I mean, tight end. It's not, it's not oh, weird. Yeah, it's not weird because thing. me too. <laughs> it's not weird because he's surrounded by actors, so he looks fucking huge. Oh, so he does look like a yeah. tight end. In that, in and that anyone episode. listening. Uh, the day this release, I'm gonna post an article about the behind the scenes that, like, from a count like ten years later or so, that was written by Complex. There's some funny ass shit in there, especially the fact right that next to TJ's uh, link to the especially especially, yeah. especially that uh, P Diddy was originally cast as uh, the the quarterback in Jamie Foxx's role, oh, and wow. he was. He threw a football like according to like the camera guy. He threw a football oh, yes, like right. girl, so he was <laughs> he was he was kicked off set. And then years later, P Diddy was like, "Nah, I scheduling. We pushed the film up. I had a tour. Mind you, just mind could not." Jamie Fox did not do much better of a job. My well, favorite tweet is from Brian on this: "Is like this is probably most likely Cameron Diaz's best fucking role." Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, like I, by the end of the movie, I was convinced. <laughs> yeah. Her composure when she walks through that room, it just does not and look the biggest dick in the room comes towards her and pulls out her hand, and she goes like, "Big game." <laughs> I was like Oscar. Nah, she almost. No, in that down. moment, she almost grabbed his dick. She did yeah, not look down. That. Oscar. That's an Oscar performance. No, I, mean, I feel like she was good in this movie. Everything with the drunk mom was great with her. Oh, she was awesome. so funny. And Margaret, that's <laughs> yes, yeah, so fucking good. Beach, beach blanket bingos, and Margaret, right? Now, how many times did Al Pacino pork her? I'll tell Bro, you what. Man. This is peak. This is really peak Pacino. I love yeah, the, the fucking climax of this movie. They're like. There's all these like riffs between like Jamie Foxx and the rest of the team, and then Al Pacino gives one locker room speech, and he's like, "Oh, sorry guys, my bad." And they're like, "It's cool, let's go win the game together." 
what the fuck? That every inch speech is great. Well, my favorite part is, like, Al Pacino, if you looked at him, looks nothing like an NFL player. He would never, ever play one fucking down of football. But what they do is they they do that whole thing where every time he's about to do a speech, they incorporate his fucking, like, background scenes of him, like, diving over the one-yard line for the fucking touchdown or, like, the cut of him having to cut over his nose and, like, oh, make... that supposed to be him? I never noticed that that yeah, was actually... Like, all Pacino, so, like, he has an insight into the game because most players won't listen to a coach who has never played it down. Like so Aaron whole, Eckhart, who's just a man in the box, man. But nowadays, like, nowadays it takes a guy who played a third down fucking quarterback, and you, you Zach Taylor, uh, Matt, uh, the guy from the fucking Rams, yeah, that's fucking name. Um, yeah, but I feel like this movie is like legit went off the rails in terms of like editing and the things that oh, happened think? after the first, after the bye week, like when they start <laughs> filming the rap video. The movie just went like this batshit crazy. Oh, you mean how he has a rap video and he, this dude has you know, lost one I game mean. and won one game and he has his fucking face on the side of the bus. So a deal that probably would take six months to make happen. And an explosive like sports center interview. He's on the yeah, cover of no less than he like. How could he be on the cover of five and six magazines? Like what are those weeklies? Are there a lot of weekly sports magazines out think, there? Think about <laughs> this one. Two years later, two years later, 2001, Michael Vick fucking broke out. I, regardless of everything that happened in the background, like this movie, like put those type of players on the fucking the pedestal, man. Like this movie did it. I want to say I can't get into. I'm like, take the whole season, build him into somebody I could believe would have this kind of hype. Now walk, walk with me here, okay? It's about the same time. Is this just another telling of the Devil's Advocate? Because it's very similar to Pacino. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, he's definitely, like I said, this is my peak Pacino. I love yeah, Pacino. I know like he's at his best when he's crazy like He's this. just ooing and ah and fucking. But that's my whole thing. Is like, you never think Pacino's going to. My whole going in this is Pacino is not a football no, guy. He's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not the Devil. The Devil wouldn't pay for a hooker. <laughs> I like I like the way they made all the opposing coaches look like famous oh, football coaches. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they're all like the lookalikes. And one is uh, actually Dick Butkus. Who is the guy who's the one? I maybe I don't know. I remember. No, he's a, he's a tight end for the Bears back in the day. Yeah, I yeah, you know the guy I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, Brian, they did have a uh, like one of the famous coaches be in the movie. I'm blanking, but you're right. Well, and any ones that, even the ones they got a lot of like weird oh, they got like Ford. stuff they got, over, like Jim Ford. They got Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas was one of the coaches in the movie. Yeah. And they referenced him too. Right, right on. I have a working theory that James Woods is not a real doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you got the most interesting story. I oh, you mean how this movie has like a pro CTE bias? <laughs> like, oh, dude. But Lawrence, Lawrence Taylor, Taylor Lawrence almost Taylor dies has, at the end, and he's yeah. carried off in a stretcher to hero music. It's like, it's like he made a million dollar bonus. He's got a he's got fucking brain damage for sure, and he's gonna and kill himself and maybe his family, and in like, like ten years. Yeah, he got a bonus, bro. 
yeah, this is before like Taylor. any of those like draft deals, like where you have to get all of your contract bonuses to get it. Like I uh, gotta have fifteen hundred yards. I gotta have fucking so many tackles, so many sacks, so many forced fumbles. To get I do book. like that's something that's great about this movie is they yeah, tried to give you smart. as much insight and background and like behind the scenes shit and the shit about the bonuses and the stuff about the. Di- like, there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't all be happening at the same time, but yeah. Oliver Stone literally, like I said, he tried to get anything you could possibly want to know about sports into this I, movie. <laughs> I wish, uh, like, if I could, there's a few things I'd really tweak, but I wish we actually could just tweak out Oliver Stone's role as the commentator of this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it I was going to say, take out his role as the director and maybe give it to somebody like it Peter stops, or It stops at full like stop i know this is like combining two it makes the movie like halt to me every time he comes on screen but they're combining another thing like you replace you place that role with uh i know this is like 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 really uh, cliche and stupid but like like hank azaria doing essentially his uh brock meyer but for like football that would be cool to see a guy like that i was gonna say uh who's that guy obviously i know i know who he is but his one of the best parts of this is he's playing a Jim Rome version of himself. Oh, the scrub oh, John guy. C. McGinley, right? Yeah. With the, the, the um, surviving the game's own John C. McGinley, right? Yeah, so I, like, good. I like that part. Yeah, that's, that's genius. One. He gets thrown down. He's like, oh, and then he does the whole like. Apolog- I love how he makes him the like, apology. He has to give the apology oh. where he says he's like an important part yeah. of sports. Yeah. He always has like that lit. Lit cigarette. My favorite part. My favorite part about his scenes is in the is when he's interviewing uh, Jamie Fox and he's trying to like talk down with him, where he's like, "My man, that's right, homie." Yeah. Like it's it's like it's like how some of those interviews actually go, where you're like, "Oh, so crazy." Yusef, I want you to uh, take a ten yard cut to the Buick. I want you to act like you're in the hood, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're in the hood. Your mama's calling in for supper. I want to hit the Buick 10 yards in and cut back. You know what I mean? How do you feel about this movie? Give me a rating. No, wait. I have one more complaint about wait, this movie. Doing ratings? Because I have this thing about this so, I feel like we could say so much more about this movie, though. The movie poster is atrocious. It's oh. just as bad as all the cuts. Is it? Yeah, look at the movie poster. It's got six heads on it. It's just, it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to put it in our chat. It's like a Marvel picture. I, thought so. I, I only remembered the poster, actually. But wait, while he's doing that, uh, the scene where James Woods gets fired, and he's like, come oh, on, baby, right. or whatever. Courtney. And the girl and the girl was like, nah. He's like, oh, fuck it. Go get fucked with 12 this Neanderthals. Movie, like, literally- I bet he wanted to say the other N-word. <laughs> you wanted to say that word. <laughs> Yo, he wanted to drop A. I do love that not only like this movie has so much in it, like it's, it tries to play out like every relationship and every different thing. It not only has James Wood's arc as like the corrupt uh doctor who gets ousted, it even goes so far as to show us that the new doctor, the like Matthew Modine, is already being corrupted. He gives the extra cortisone yeah. shot to Lawrence Taylor. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. He's and then he's flirting with the girl at the end and laughing and talking. So it's like as soon as James Woods is gone, he is instantly like getting folded Here's into the question. like, you know. I do kind of like the fuckery oh. of the ending too. Oh 
Well, it's also like one of those things I say. All these sports films end at some point, but none of these sports films end at like the high point. You don't win the championship; you win the first round. Yeah. What's the point at that point? You're just like, I do. I love the ending of this movie though. The the yeah. Al Pacino's press conference is yeah. the best part. Like that's the comes that, to out, me that's just better than them getting the touchdown and winning the game is his like slam and the look on Cameron Diaz's face when he announces that he's taking Jamie Foxx to his new team and shit and her whole the I love it because she's I like like her arc is like go from. You know, I'm a rich kid and I know football, but I'm also a business. I grew up in this, so I know it to like, oh, I appreciate the game now. And I have learned from old white and men. Also- By the way, this movie, it should be said, movie does not treat women characters very good across no. the board. Not great. Yeah. We Good performance by Cameron right. Diaz, but her character not treated so great as right. a way of like right. arc and right. everything. But does the NFL do the people well, no, no. the players? I, in fact, I would say I this movie. At least didn't cover up her murder or beating, so yeah, I guess it's not as bad as the NFL. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, that that, that article I says it's like, wow, well, all those things that came out years later, everything looks tame now. Oh my god, one thing we did not mention in this movie is the fucking eyeball on the field that <laughs> oh, clearly would have halted the game. That would never happen ever oh, in any stuff. game whatsoever. They have helmets on. What I watched them like, so, wait a minute, that would not. Someone just. Yeah, pull the guys all the way out. out. It wasn't like dangling on the dude's face. It was disconnected. Just and then in that same game, that's when Shark almost dies. That would be like that would cancel football probably. That game. You, that I, article you were talking about, they're like, oh, you know, Alverson wanted to get the hardest hits. He wanted this to be like the saving private Ryan of football movies. He wanted to get the most brutal shit. And they're talking about how in the opening scene, they almost blew out the ACL of uh, yeah, fucking Dennis Quaid's stunt double. Yeah. They hit him so fucking hard. Like, <laughs> take it easy. It's a goddamn yeah. movie. Haven't you ever seen a boxing movie? No, they're they, edited. Like, <laughs> well, according to this, they also, filmed, like, they every filmed single, played football. Every single game in this movie ends with a diving over the top into the end zone. That's like how only, it's the only way you can score the final touchdown of a, a game in, the, in this one. <laughs> I mean, you gotta get, yeah, you gotta give uh, Lawrence Taylor any. Okay, this movie has tons of pro athletes in it. A lot. James Brown, Jim Brown. Ooh, Jeez, Andrew Bernarski, not a pro athlete, but icon Latimer from the program. Latimer from the program. Uh, Thank you. Fucking uh, also in the good Chainsaw, he played Leatherface in the good Chainsaw yep. remake from 2003. Yeah. It's like one of those things like. You gotta give Unless LT right. a lot of fucking credit for playing Who? an actual like strong role. Oh, Don't LT was LT yeah. probably played a guy he knew. Yeah, yeah LT was, was good in this. He was he was. I love when he cuts Jamie Foxx's car in half. And even before <laughs> that, or after that, before the whole scene where he begs the doctor to give him the cortisone to have uh, Modine like go over to James Woodside is they're in the office and he's like, I need fucking uh, two more tackles, one more sack for a loss to get my bonus. I have four kids. Those type of scenes is fucking something you want out of an athlete who's gonna. Do you think LeBron James is gonna do that in Space Jam too? No, because that movie's never happening. <laughs> Jesus, guys, we better get on to our final segment here and yeah, we saw our, one more our, thing before to do. Joe dies. Joe's oh, not yeah, gonna make yeah, yeah. it. I'm sorry. Uh, I, just... I give it. I give it a uh, six oh, swinging yeah. dicks out of ten. Six Brian, big old swinging dicks. 
Yep. And I got a weird curves in the left. Well, it's too big, it curves. It's also not, it's uncircumcised. I'm pretty sure. It's got a hood. Brian, what do you got? That's um, racist. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, like, I really do think that Oliver Stone over-directing this movie hurts oh, it. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> editing, sh- this would be a much better movie directed just, like, as a straightforward fucking, like, hard-nosed football movie by, like, a really solid, just, like, workman director. Like, you know, I think I threw out Good Peter Berg me. earlier. Somebody who just knows how to shoot action, shoot someone else's script, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, but it's got an amazing cast. It really is, like... The there's a lot in it. It's really packed, but there's it's good. Like the the interactions are good. All the different like character beats and stuff are good. So yeah, I probably landed about a six and a half. I think. Yeah. You know, I think I could get yeah, there. I I think I I, I want to say what Brian swinging dicks. That's quick. big swinging dicks. I think it's gonna <laughs> be. Uh, I think this movie would be a cool like if it was remade with. Um, I don't know. You like you said, Peter Berg would be good, and then it'd be so fucking eye rolly. But it'd be probably great if like you had McConaughey be the Pacino role. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, just so he could deliver those speeches. That anyway, we are Marshall kind of feel. You know? Yeah, I forget he kind of did that. Or anyway, uh, I give this uh, seven point one eyeballs. Nice, <laughs> Yusuf. Yusuf. He's thinking, or he doesn't hear us. What? Oh, oh he <laughs> muted us while we were talking. He didn't want to hear our ratings. Son of a bitch. No, my fucking... This is a new laptop. I'm figuring it out. What? <laughs> What's your rating for this movie? I already said six swinging dicks. Who's oh, fucking not did. paying attention to me? Yeah, Jay, what's your rating? Oh, yeah. I'm going to give this one a clean 8.3 swinging dicks. That's eight inches, point three, and yeah, nice. everybody did swinging dicks. I'll change mine. I did six and a half. I'll do alligators in the shower. Six and a half alligators in the shower. <laughs> All right, there were dicks in that scene. Cameron Diaz came in, didn't look at my dick, and uh, she walked away. Cool, Brian, guys. straight. Wait, before we do a Brian's pick for next week, oh. Joe, you have this whole hat thing going hey. for Halloween. Talk about yeah. it. Joe's gonna so, be the host for our Halloween episode, guys. So last year, yes, for I'd say the episode that really started flyover off and solidified us yeah. is the Halloween episode. And this year, instead of picking a franchise on our own, since I'm the host of that episode, which would be the end of next month, one. uh I'm picking a franchise for each of the boys here. Baby boy. Who's first? And myself. And uh, just to give you a show, we have in a hat uh, picks and the number of movies. Stipulations, if I pick one and you do not like that franchise, you can veto it and I will pick another one. But that's it. After that, that is mulligan. Yes, like you get a mulligan. Like show you might have seen. And besides <laughs> uh, that, and then... Uh, yeah, so you have the whole month to watch your franchise. So let me start with Yusuf. I'm just going to go around the screen. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right, I'm closing yeah, my eyes. Work. I'm closing my eyes so there's no bias. I pulled. All right, what is it? Yusuf, you get Sleepaway Camp. 
Five Ooh. movies. Damn, five, five, five movies and sleepaway camps. five camp. sleepaway camps? Can I get a mulligan? Okay, <laughs> sure. You want to use your mulligan? Yeah, I'm going to use, use it because that's going to be fucking hard to get five sleepaway. All right, sure. I only thought there were like three and a half finished fourth one. I, I didn't know. there's four. Wikipedia said five, but I could be There like, might be, be a newer one, like one that came out in the last ten years or something. Okay, so sleep by your camp, we'd be put in after this mulligan back into the hat. So it's All right. still on the table. Gotcha. All right, you get the exorcist. Five exorcists. <laughs> Nice. That's Damn, that takes that off the table. I was hoping to grab that one, too. Same. That's all five. All right, Brian, I'm going to hit you next. One and two, closed eyes, hat up. Does that include Devil Inside? Brian, oh, five uh, scary movies. Scary <laughs> oh, I, I'm not. I'll put it on Front Street. I legitimately like the first two scary movies. I'm not like gonna first, lie. I like the first three. They get really. You know what? I'm gonna take my chances. There's a lot of good franchises in there. I'm gonna take another roll. Go ahead, give me All my right. mulligan. Oh, sleep away camp. I would love it. You would. You get ghoulies or child's play. I'll kill you. Hellraiser. Yeah. Yeah. Eight movies. Oh, well, lucky for you guys, if you've been following me on Twitter, you'll know I'm four deep into this franchise already, so I'm going to get to work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no. that's bullshit. Okay, fine. I still so, have four fucking movies to watch, and it's all the bad I ones. Know. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I feel like now you should watch the two new ones without uh, the original uh, <laughs> Pinhead. We, so we've also removed remakes, but I think Brian should watch the two remakes they made. I should have to watch the remakes without Doug Bradley? That's yeah. real. That's real, man. You should, but that's up to you. I'm putting Scary Movie back in, by the way. All right, TJ, you're up. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Four Take movies. Take yeah, that's solid. I mean, Give who's going to do it down? All right, time for my pick. All right. Critters, five movies. Nice. <laughs> There's a brand new one. You get a new one in that. I know. Do I take a mulligan or I just? You take a fucking mulligan. You. you want to trade? Keep... No, nah, I'll keep critters. All right. You All, right. All right. All right. So our, our our picks, guys. Yusuf with the Exorcist. <laughs> TJ with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Brian with Hellraiser franchise. And that's actually, critters. I fucking love it. That's actually that's a pretty good lineup. I like the variety in here. I'm, I'm actually kind of and excited. Guys, just so the guys, there was a, a really good ton of choices in this to pick from. I'm also going to be watching Exorcist 2 and 3 myself to keep, so I'll be up on those too. Oh, okay, I'll be watching Ooh. some of these hopefully as well through the month. But this is what we're, we're going to come back. We're going to discuss it like last year's episode. Yeah, if I if, could recommend... I, people will tell slam it. Uh, I would recommend Hellraiser and Hellraiser Four Bloodlines. I know it's a little cheese ball, but it's got some good stuff in it. It's not perfect, but it's got some good stuff in it. Uh, Joe, if, uh, we're, Joe, we're also we planning a, uh, Brian's pick uh, for next week. Uh, what are some of the ones you missed out on? Okay, you missed out on, which I'm kind of bummed out, which I could still watch. Uh, you missed out on the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Okay. 
That oh, was when I could have had a head start. Hatchet. Oh, you would have been. You would have been allowed to get that. You and yeah, you're gonna veto me. I know you were. You Final, Desti- Final destination. Which that I would, one I really wanted. Actually. I would have been upset yeah. with because I just did that franchise watch about a year ago. <laughs> Ghoulies. So essentially, critters. I want that. Uh, Candyman, which would have been the easiest one because there's only three of them. Yeah. Uh, we said that scary movie. Uh, Friday Thirteenth, Insidious, four movies. Uh, I only ever watched the first. Saw Sleepaway Camp, Fantastic. That's eight movies now. That's I've I've done the Saw one. It's it's a fun watch, but it's long. (laughs) Uh, Phantasm, which I'm really bummed because I want to hear someone talk about it because I've never seen them actually. (laughs) I think this was one of those ones. I've seen the first one. It wasn't like. I like horror, but it never really struck me. I kind of, like, never got into it. And then uh, one that we would have included the remake on, just because there's only three, The Evil Dead. Yeah. And also Evil Dead remake is maybe one of the best remakes ever. Like, it's yeah. going to be the thing. So there were some really good choices on there. Uh, oh, and also, also um, I didn't discuss this with the guys. I said it in a DM once, but we're going to also do a flyby for October. Yes. The best horror movie, Kills. Genius. We're gonna fight it out and we're yep. gonna talk it out. So look for a lot of horror content. Yeah, also, baby. I uh, I just you also might not, want to say I, guys, no other channels are gonna be putting out horror themed content, guys. Not this at is all. An exclusive thing you're only gonna be able to find on Flyover. Also, I just Blank want to say below. we just came up with it. We're gonna do Halloween themed content. <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> if everyone can, uh, if everybody can. Um, if you can do your Halloween costume for the episode in your movie, that would be pretty cool. Ooh. All right, I'm listening as a priest. All right, Brian, what's your pick? Uh, my, you know, because we're going to be doing heavy horror this month and everybody's getting into the grim and gritty, there's a comedy I've been sitting on. It's, uh, it was an, it flew under the radar. It's like an early 2000s. It's got a, a very eclectic cast. I don't want to talk too much about it, but it's a movie that, like, I first kind of discovered right around the time I met my wife. We both still love it. It's one that she'll be excited to get to rewatch with me and have an excuse for. And that is Drowning Mona. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm going to look to see where we find Danny DeVito, Ben Midler, Nev Campbell, Casey Affleck, Jamie Lee Curtis. This is a, like I said, an early 2000s comedy. It's one that I truly enjoy very, very much. And uh, I know my last time I brought a comedy on this show, it went over. Maybe not so hot. Maybe not so hot. I'm going to redeem myself and give you guys a little treat. Guys, it's on uh, Crackle. Like a poop. Okay, nice. And also, that's a perfect uh, like palate cleanser for our next episode, guys. We're doing horror. We got John and Mona. We got a lot of things coming up. We got a fucking bracket coming out. Welcome to Flyer Potato Film. If this is your first time listening, it won't be your last. If it's your uh, been, last time been all my life. Yeah, it's probably your last. Other By the way, guys, right now, I'm buying the four film, the four film favorite for ten dollars of Critters. Oh, oh nice. I love you, Joe. Guys, uh, Flyers hit a film. We're out of here. Hey!